Well, welcome back to the Reach Australia podcast. My name is Joe Clark and I'm here with Dave Jensen and Dave Robson. I gave it to you first this time, Dave Jensen. Um, where we're <laughs> Six talking... episodes in, mate. First on, well done. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking uh, mission. We love seeing people become Christians. That's what we're mm. on about. And we're really specifically talking about the mission funnel. And we've gone about it a different way in that we've started in our conversion engine, which is not at the top of the mission funnel, of course. What's at the top of the mission funnel? It's contact connecting it's really trying to engage with people who are not yet christians um, before we get into it why not check out the ebook or the mission ebook that's available on the webpage. check that out um, have a read along um, as well at <laughs> the same time as the podcast not the same time as the podcast um, but also why not consider inviting someone to come and help you engage uh, like engage around how's mission going at your church that's what we do at reach australia mission consults they're great you can invite someone into your space be a conversation partner help you improve your practice you can mm. find out more on the web page but yes mission contact mission connections boys what are we talking about <laughs> I suspect there's going to be some some heat in the room as we talk today. There already is heat, Joe. Yes, as, as we just had an argument about it. So. <laughs> we did before we started recording. Yes, that's right. Which so what, what would we say? What would we say is is the goal of this point in the funnel? Yeah. Well, co- I mean, contact at the very top, the widest part, contact multiplication, uh, is a reference to um, all the non-Christians um, that you have within the sphere of all the people plus the uh, the general presence of your church uh, and thinking through how to multiply them, how to make yeah. more of them. So if you ha- currently have, you know, yeah, you have 600 people who you can say, they're non-Christian people, 600, it's ridiculous. You know, you've got 16 people. You can say, hey, they're non-Christians within the sphere of our church. They come yeah. and do this and that. How do we make that more? Mm. But also the key part is that transition and link between not just, hey, we've got we've hired some non-Christians to mow the lawn, so that's contact modification, <laughs> but actually how do we connect with them and how do we um, make connections with them mm. um, or with the guise of um, pushing them further and further down the funnel towards the conversion engine and, and yeah. making connections with them all. That, yeah. That's my understanding, DJ. You got, yeah. No, yeah, sense? I think so. so. So contact, you know, um, we're trying to think about uh, are people kind of aware of your church? They know you exist. Do fr- people have friends at that kind of level out there? <laughs> mm. Connecting is this step where you're going, uh, are they coming into our church sphere in any way? Are they moving from out there to in, in here? here? Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah off, underneath in here, once they're in here, how do we get them gospel? That's, you know, the conversion stages mm. underneath that. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, a lot of it's about thinking about, um, um, and the argument that we just had was about uh, <laughs> pre-evangelism. So things that you do as a church are the step before the conversion engine, yeah. you know, so or the steps before, uh, ways that we can encourage our people to invite people to lower level, um, less confrontational uh, events mm. and things uh, where they can encounter other Christians. Now, they can be informal ones. And let's just, I, I suppose, start, we've already mentioned several. Mm. Um, joining the sports team, starting a club, doing blah, blah, blah. Uh, and those are examples of um, yep. of both contact and connect. You know, you're doing things. Uh, the, the, the awareness piece of um, contact can also be things like, it depends on your church's location, whether you have a building or not. Mm. Mm. Um, during uh, the coronavirus, uh, our church had the ability to open up some of our space to be used by a COVID clinic. Mm. So that meant hundreds and hundreds, depending on uh, what strand of the virus was going on, hundreds and hundreds of people would come on property who never mm. have come on property before. Yeah. Um, 
And so you could say, hey, there's a good example of uh, contact multiplication of a sort. Mm. The awareness of who we are, that we exist, that we're here, uh, grew. Um, the question is, is it um, uh, how do we translate that awareness into actually fruit. people fruit yeah. becoming, you know, entering into the kingdom of God yeah. uh, at every layer? Because I guess what you were saying before we started recording, which really struck me, was it doesn't really matter how many people, it does matter, but it doesn't really matter how many people are aware of you if no one's becoming a Christian. But it doesn't matter. That's what it's about. Yeah, we want, yeah. we want them to be moving towards conversion yeah, and then becoming part of the church. Yeah. And so you, we don't want to crow about our numbers, uh, about awareness. We yeah. want to say... How, is, how are we seeing people move towards Jesus? Exactly, Roger. And that reminds me of a helpful caveat that I need to make about myself at this okay. moment. Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, what I want to say is I think there is a really excellent proper place um, for events around contact and connect type mm-hmm. things. So energy and resource being put into uh, how we uh, engage in the contact multiplication and connection world and what that looks like. And I think there is a space for us to do that both in the flesh and online, mm-hmm. I think there's a space for us there um, that can be super helpful. Um, however, um, I have a caution uh, about it, and the caution I have comes through uh, resourcing priorities mm. that um, I know of a lot of, I've worked at, I've been responsible for, for um, <laughs> many things which have resulted in a lot of a smoke, no fire. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of effort and energy being put into pre-evangelistic activities and desires and, and events. Um, that have translated as, as zero fruit. Mm. Uh, and so what I want to sort of, I want to just say, my, my caution uh, can come from a place of going, oh, um, by saying yes to doing X, Y, and Z pre-evangelism, we have to say no to doing something else. Mm. And I think for many of us, and maybe for you as a listener as well, it might be the case of going, oh, by saying yes to having a huge um gym on the facility or a, uh, mothers and bubs music group or uh, whatever we'll talk about mm. um is that actually a f- is that cost is the thing that that's costing you uh, a good conversion engine event mm. and making church on sunday better or, mm. or whatever it is because i think my perspective is those are the important things to get they're the building blocks to get right mm. once you've got those right then you can add to the layer and that's why we we're talking about it last yeah mm. uh, it's because it doesn't come in a matter of importance mm. so I give that as a trigger warning because I can be opinionated and I can send strong. Uh, and so I want to say, I will say extreme statements, but I want to make it clear. Um, I do think they have a place, but their place I don't think is in the, the top one or two things that we need to think mm. about. Mm. But I think there is a space for us to think about it with caution. Mm. Mm. Fully agree. I fully agree. I think, yeah, start, start with your conversion engine and make sure that's where you invest your most time because as people get in there, it's because I believe in the power of the gospel to save. And so if people can invite to the conversion engine through that course, that program you're running where they're going to hear the gospel, that is the win because mm. the gospel is powerful to save. And mm. so mm. if you're going to invest energy anywhere, well, then we're and yet, David, and yet, David, we and run yet. big events. <laughs> so, yeah, for instance, carols. Yes. We, each year we run carols. Yes. Well, let, let's, talk, yeah, yeah. Let's, talk about, let's talk about it. Let's use carols as a good example yeah. of both a contact and a connect event because yeah. mm. it's generally for many churches including you guys yeah. you do it in the community you don't, mm. do, you don't have a property yep. anyway yeah, so yeah. you do it out I, in the yep. place oh, you do your both you do your inside one and your no, outside no, no, one no 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 I would just I would make the distinction that for us carols is a con- a contact event not a connection event okay but it can be a connection event if your people invite people they know to it 
Yes. Well, I guess one of the ways I'm thinking, and maybe this isn't how you think about contact yet, but one of the one of the ways I think about contact is um, we might not necessarily have their details. They kind of just know we exist. Connect usually implies we get some sort of information about them. Sorry, I completely agree. And it's a semantic issue at one yep. point, but I want to say, but it can be also the first touch for someone inviting a friend sure. yeah, yeah. to, hey, I'm a Christian. Hey, look, we're coming to this fun thing. Yep. This is Christian, but it's not too intense. Yep. And so on and so <laughs> forth. And so it can totally. it can act as a connection event, yep. even though you run it as a as a contact event. Yep, totally. uh, and many churches, many people listening would say, hey, um, we do the same thing. Carol's yeah. at the local oval, Carol's at an old property, Carol's in, yeah. in the park. In the park. Um, and um, that can be a helpful thing. To sell it to <laughs> that, was that a question or well, a me, statement? Well, sorry, <laughs> I don't know where to start. Helpful Tell me. Okay, right, let me, let me, let just me give me the quick, the quick yeah. version as to why you think, uh, for example, yeah. carols as you guys do it, yeah. uh, is effective. Yeah. Uh, let, yeah. So I think one of the things we're recognizing is that um, I guess there are a bunch of people out there in the community who we, can't, we don't have relational connection with. And we want to increase that, right? We want to uh, grow that. Uh, we recognize there are people out there who don't know Jesus who if they, if they ever reach a point in their life where they want to investigate Jesus because let's say something big happens, um, they're most likely to do that by, well, one, going to, the, going to the church of a friend or if they don't have a friend who's a Christian, going to the church that they know and they trust and they've been involved with in some way. Now, if you go to Carol's and uh, you, you, know, you sit there and you go, this is really great. I loved what that church did, right? My kids um, had a great time. Had we a great ate time. some food. Yeah. They seemed like nice people. Yeah. And then you know what? I, I think I want to like, I think I want to investigate this Jesus thing again. My dad just died. I want to reconsider this whole Christianity thing. I don't have any Christian friends, but I did go to that Carol's thing at the church. And like... We've seen, we've seen people come to our church through that. Their first experience was carols. And so, look, it's not the place to start, but... Oh, no one's saying it's supposed to start. Yep. Let me just ask you. Uh, Joe, you answer, not, not DJ. Ooh. How much resource is put into your carols? Honestly. Yeah. Sorry, Honestly, of course you're going to be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> is it a small No, it's, 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 a big, it's a big endeavor. Big yeah, big definitely big a big, big, endeavor. big endeavor. Can I push but, back? Okay. I'll push back. Oh, it's not a big endeavor. I would say... It's a big endeavor for a few. Yeah. But okay. if you compare it to sure. like a kids, like a, a kids club, beach mission style thing, it takes a lot of people, a lot of investment, a lot of time for lots of people. Whereas Carol's, it's actually run by quite a small team, even though it's a huge event. And we run it all sponsored. So in terms of cost. No, no, I'm not talking about cost. Yeah. Just, just resource. People yeah, well, hours. Cost is a resource. But in terms of people hours, yeah. um, in terms of people hours, yeah, for a few people, lots of hours. Uh, is mission involved as one of those people? Uh, it's actually not. We uh, we give input, yeah. but we don't produce it. Okay. The mag team produces it. Yeah. The mag team produces it. Let me Part, ask you. Partly because they have the skills to produce yeah. it. Of course. Yeah. Let me ask you. Um, <laughs> mag is our like music mag, Sunday team. Yeah. So where else could music, for example, let me think. Where else could they pour their that? hours i mean you're talking 100 hours plus Dave. of attention where could they pour that into instead of carols i 100 percent agree they could pour, they could pour it into sundays they could pour it into uh maybe 
I don't know, music. Songwriting. Or yeah, songwriting, things that engage with community. Like, yeah, mm. there's, they could pour it into that, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. So the problem I have with carols is that... Um, or similar events or carols specifically? Carols specifically okay. I'll talk about. Because yeah. um, oh, I can't think of an equivalent. Yeah. yeah. I, at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I, I, well, sorry, because it's not the week by week, it's the one-off, you know? Because yeah. uh, there's week by week things I've got a problem with as well. But I'd say the problem I have with the carols example is that um, my experience of big carols or small carols, community carols, is that it it does not equal to a sufficient amount of non-Christians becoming Christians over a period of 5, 10, 15, 20 years to warrant the thousands of man hours it takes to organise such an enormous event uh, at any level that's going to be anything short of cringeworthy and disgusting. You know, in order for it to be good, yeah. it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and for the work that's put into it, what are we doing here? You know, we're here to, well, you know, seek and save the lost. That's what we're trying. And this is part of what we're doing uh, and that community exposure, and that can be a good thing. Yeah. And if there was any guarantee that that actually did translate as not just bums on seats, not just, hey, if my dad dies, I'm going to call you in six years' time. Yeah. But actually, no, no, in a tangible metric, this equals, every time we run carols, our church grows by 30 people. No one could say that. Every time we run carols, our church runs by 10 people. No one I know could say that. Every time we run carols... Now, in my experience, that's not the case at all. Yeah. So instead, we have this event that we pour so much energy into yeah. um, that actually doesn't produce any tangibly significant amount of non-Christians becoming Christians. Yeah. So cut it. Who cares? Instead, do a smaller carols at your church. Do it Do it at your church in your school hall, wherever you do your normal church. Um, and then you've got very little community recognition. However, you've got a good opportunity for your friends, your church members to invite their friends along. Yeah. Um, they can meet Christians in a smaller dynamic that's easier for them to sure. meet people. They can see with yeah. churches every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and the music team is not spending hundreds of hours pouring effort into this thing. Instead, they're pouring effort into what I believe is the key Contact Connect event, which is, Joe? Sunday. I know what you're going to say, Dave. What is church. it? Church on a Sunday. You're going to say well, church let me, on a let, let me jump in here. Um, uh, is it the best mission connection event you can run, Carol's? No. And, and that immediate transfer from... Uh, no, people who don't know Jesus into Sunday or into from carols into Sunday or into life. If it was just about that for us, we wouldn't run it. Um, and so we have other reasons we run carols that aren't aren't strictly mission. Um, and so carols as a mission connection event, if it was just about that, we probably wouldn't do it. We've got other reasons we're running it about being strategic in the community, creating you know, awareness of church, wanting to serve, all these other great reasons. There are other mission connection events. So I'm not saying do carols, That's you gotta do carols. And let me come back from the ledge a bit to go, oi, if you're running carols and it's not killing you and it's not you know, costing an arm and a leg to do it and blah, 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 um, then do it. Yeah. It's no loss. If you're you running know? carols and you don't have a course for people to hear the gospel or a place for people to hear the gospel, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the key point. Yeah. That yeah. I want to say, I actually think... We're contrasting oh, here. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if we were to look at, um, there can be a, uh, well, there can be a great emotional attachment yeah. to things that we do. Yes, um, I agree. Totally. actually produce no fruit. Yeah. Or we have got key volunteers who we love in our church who run particular hobby yeah. horses of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And they love them. Yeah. But 
by doing them, well, you could say there's no harm in running X, Y, and Z cooking class on a Tuesday night, because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you wanna say, well, actually, it takes four people out of doing something, and why don't we get those four people and train them as table leaders in the conversion engine yeah. or growth group leaders or whatever, yeah. and I'd all say, right. I and think it's a more valuable yeah. use of resource. And this is where we're exercising all of our pastoral yeah. conversation skills, muscles. Yeah. We yeah. really yeah. need to be engaging with, why does this person love this event? Yeah. And how do I help them make progress on mission conviction Yep. as we discuss an event yep. because as if we come at these kinds of issues for instance gingerbread um, making events are a classic here yep. they are well loved people come along they make their gingerbread house and they make their gingerbread house yep. that's what happens and it, we can really lose vision lose purpose yep. in running this event but if you go in and say we're not going to run that anymore without understanding why the person's running it having a conversation engaging with their mission purposes yep. seeing if you can engage them to change the event or to cancel the event themselves and leading them through that yeah. um, you, you, you want to actually see them have mission heat themselves right. and, and and might, so there's and an that, opportunity right. there and it might be then allowing it to happen for three or four more years measuring it as the process yeah. working out okay how many inverted flights are we seeing how many people are we seeing attend how many people are seeing converted oh look at that yep. it's not working yep 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 all right can I pitch to you a what I think is a better connection event than Ben Carroll's. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do one that's not, you know, right down the spectrum of, oh, is that even a connection event? Like, you know, let's let's think about one which I'm like, oh, I think this works really well. I would say most people don't think it's right down the spectrum. Most people think it's at the tip of the spectrum yeah. of, oh, this is part of our Christmas plan and we're going to say blah, blah. Totally. However, I'll let you continue. Yeah. Please but do. that's probably worth me saying. I don't think it's right in the sweet sure, spot of connection sure, events. Sure, sure. Okay, let's talk about the sweet spot. Let's talk about the sweet spot. So here's an example. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Here's an example of an event that we really run and how we run it and why we run it, okay? Uh, let's do, do, we want to do life hacks. Yeah. We did life hacks. Joe actually did a segment on it. So life hacks is an event we run for. So when I attack it, I'm attacking Joe. Is that what you're saying? No, she only <laughs> Bring did, it on. She Bring did on, a mate. small part. She didn't drive the purpose of this. Yeah. Okay. I was a guest speaker. <laughs> no. So life hacks is an event where uh, we, we do a whole bunch of nice food, really great coffee, looks beautiful. Everything looks great. Um, and we had six talks and they were about just little kind of tips for life so we did uh what did we do we it was did, for women as well for by women. The way, we one. did uh, skincare we had a dermatologist come in 10 minute talk on skincare uh we did psychology um, psychology yeah yep. we did building that was kind of like building yep. better relationships we did all these different kind of like things that we thought you know that would be appealing to a woman at our church who you know would want to invite and to their friends mm. right and um it was really clear at the at the beginning of the event, at the pitch of the event and the promotion of the event, that there was going to be a, a short moment where the gospel was presented. This is key. I think people go connection events, let's just create a fun thing that people like to go to, but we actually call them gospel connection events. And we do that intentionally because there is a moment on the night where we push towards what the pain line, what Rico Tice calls the pain line in his book, Honest Evangelism, where we go, hey, great we're book, the, great book, great book. We're going to say, hey, there's something uncomfortable here. Mm. Um, and we try to do that as well and as loving and as clear as clear as we can. Yeah. Uh, so in this example, Joe, I, did, I talked about books talked and, about and books. reading. So um, where there was psychology and dermatology and I was talking about reading. And so I talked about the joy of reading and how to be engaging as a person, like how to engage as a person in, in reading as a journey, because I used to be a speech pathologist. It's a bit of a thing. But also um, my third book that I talked about, I talked about two other books. Um, one offers joy, one offers laughter, one offers 
me grief and then the Bible offered me hope. And I talked about how if in the face of a book that offers me grief, like that just causes grief in my life, what then do I have of hope beyond yeah. life and death, like life and death now? Yeah. So I presented that you need to have a hope beyond death yeah. and that I find hope in the Bible, in Jesus. And I read a bit of scripture yes. at that event. Now, did I do you said, a, yeah. come and investigate Jesus. Yes. Come to this yep. course we're running. Yep. Come to church, whatever it yep. is. Uh, there's an intentional yep. step and a card and everything. That, yeah. Yep. yeah. And it, it wasn't a full gospel presentation in that I didn't have time um, or opportunity to, to preach out yep. the full how Jesus' death and resurrection is a propitiation for your sins and blah, blah, blah. Like I, didn't, yep. I didn't move people through the full gospel, yep. but I definitely talked about how hope in Jesus yep. um, is how we have a relationship with God and hope beyond death, mm-hmm. and why not consider that? Now, now let me let me add a few things bef- before you critique it. Yeah, I'm looking at Dave's <laughs> face. He's, ready he's so ready to say it. something. Um, w- like, sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear it. <laughs> um, well, that's very. A nice. couple of like so. Here's another example. We did one called the Amazing Race for uni students. They went out. They did all this kind of thing. When they came back in, we had dinner, and I jumped up and I said, "Hey, look, you know, life. We're always searching for." answers to things that's one of those great things about right you searching for clues trying to work out hey there are all these clues for god and the biggest one is jesus jesus claims he is god so i went went hard jesus claims he's god he claims that life is found in him yep. you should come and investigate jesus now we do these kind of strong gospel moments but that's not all we do when people come to these we record who their christian friend is so usually you have to register so if you brought a friend dave we would know you brought your friend and then that week following, we would say, hey, how did your friend go? How, what did they find? What did they love? How are you going talking to them about Jesus? Have you thought about bringing them to the life series? This is when yep. the next one Because starts. every single Gospel Connection event, the invitation is come to the life series. Yep. We want to get them to the conversion engine. We yep. want to see them here here with, with our best resources we've got really put into so the conversion what we're engine. Creating, what we're creating through these events is leads leads for us as a team to chase down through Christian friends. Hey, man, how can I help you evangelize? How, how come come your friends not coming to life? What what's the thing? And sometimes that goes nowhere. Sometimes they go, oh they're just they're really anti it. They loved that idea. But then it does go some places like it does go places for people mm-hmm. as well. And they go, that's a great idea. I should invite them to life. Okay. Thoughts? There's, there's <laughs> your face. Oh no, uh, listen, I I mean, you know, it sounds it sounds great. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just um, the resource question is it still well, there? That, totally. No, it's actually not the resource question. Okay, what's the question? So here's my here's my my big objection in question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want you to imagine I'm um, I'm a Christian. Imagine. No, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I want you to imagine I'm not a pastor. I'm just at church, and I've got a friend, my mate Sam. I play footy with him. Um, I've got one invite with Sam. One. I know it. He, he wears a cross to footy training, and I've had a spiritual conversation with him, and I know. Oh. Is something how I can get him to, um, but I can't invite him to two things, okay? Because because we're not that close, and that's going to feel a bit weird. Um, but I think he will say yes to one thing. I think he will. I've got enough credibility with this guy to say yes to one thing that I offer him. Why on earth would I invite him to that and not life? What on earth would convince me to say, hey, I want to bring him to a life hacks versus I want to I want to bring him. To life. to life. And if there's anything mm. that's lacking at life and engaging him, then we need to make... And sorry, life, it's a conversion engine. If there's anything lacking in our conversion engine, which makes them engage with him, then I want to improve my conversion engine. I want to make that better. 
as opposed to I want to work better on the, the, the life hacks thing because the life hacks sounds terrific, wonderful. But one of the key, key problems we have with pre-evangelistic events is we, we encourage our people to hit the lowest bar. We say, hey, be involved in mission. Come to a carols at a park with 70,000 other non-Christians who will be you know, doing any number of things and don't, you know, there's not even an evangelistic event at all. So just come to this thing. And then our Christians think, oh, I've done mission. Look, yep. look, I've invited my friend. And let me just assure you, the next step invite, oh, you've come to this, so come to that, so come to that, that does not work nearly as well as we think it does. So if I've only got the one invite, why would I not invite him or her? I'm seeing faces. Directly <laughs> to the conversion engine event. Dave. Yep. Um, I just disagree, <laughs> which is fine. We're allowed to disagree. Um, I think, I mean, the carols, let's put carols out of the way because I agree. No, use the life hacks. Use the life, the life hacks, hacks Use the one you just talked about. Uh, one, I would challenge the assumption that you only ever have one invite with someone. That, that's a, I would challenge that. Some people, yes, but I would actually say not most people. Most people you can, just because you invite someone to something and let's say they say no, doesn't mean you can't invite them to something else. Okay, well, let's say, let's say, Let's just say, if I can invite them to anything, why wouldn't I invite them to the conversion engine instead of this? Totally. I'm on board with that. And there's, so there's a waiting thing there that you need to teach your and help your church to see. And life. by having more events that are lower bar, do you see that that's an easier invite for your church than the conversion engine? So they will always choose that instead of that. It hasn't impacted our life numbers. Our life numbers have grown over the last three years. COVID is weird and COVID probably influenced that, probably positively for us actually. But... Our numbers are growing in, in life, the life series. Mm -hmm. So it has, what we haven't seen is we run all these connection events, people use their invites to that, and life is dying because that's not what's happening in our context. Life is growing. Is that causation? Hard to say at this well, point. No, very clear to say. Are there people coming from life acts to life? Well, this is the thing. Are we, they the reason it's growing? The reason I say it's hard to say is because it's been difficult for us, and we haven't done a good job of historically measuring it, Anecdotally, that's what it feels like to me. We've started measuring it this year, and people, that seems like it's working. It seems like it's going good. It's not as effective as people just inviting straight to life. Put your energy, your weight, train your people to do that. But that doesn't mean you have to neglect the good for the sake of the better. You can do the good connection events as long as you make sure you harness the better and don't give up on the better. And if you're good, inviting people to connection events starts to influence your better inviting people to life in a negative way of course ditch the connection events focus on your on your life of course do that here's my other here's my other thing one i kind of push back on the one invite thing i, I don't know that i don't think that's really often how it works sometimes it is the other thing i think is more and more we do believe, and I do believe, that people are open to coming to church. NCLS data, 2018, one in four, I think it was, would accept an invitation from a close friend to church or... Correct. Yep. yep, yep. To church, right? But that's still three and four. There's still three and four people who say they wouldn't. I assume they wouldn't accept an invite. Maybe there is a growing skepticism of church... There is a growing post-Christian, we're done with church, even whilst there's still fruit there. It's not as bad as we often make it out to be, but there is a growing skepticism. I want to suggest that this is probably a good front. This is probably another option where people can build trust in your church. So they come and they go, those Christians weren't that weird. 
I met a bunch of your friends. They weren't that weird. I had a great time. And you know what? That thing Joe said, that struck with me. And then I've got their Christian friend going, hey, come to this next thing with me. I think, and look, we see people come to life through connection events. It's, it's difficult for us to measure because it's complex. And sometimes it takes a long time, but we are seeing it work. Hmm. But I hear what you're saying. Well, I haven't said anything. No, I hear what you're saying about don't do this instead of your gospel. Yeah. Conversion. Well, listen, it's not just don't do it instead of your gospel. It's be very, 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 very careful because the unknown is that invitation piece yeah. of going, hold on, if I've got a friend and I can bring them to, yes, this evangelistic event where they're going to be confronted with the gospel or be uh, men and meat night where they're going to learn how to cook a steak. Um, oh, I'm a nervous I'm a nervous wreck about inviting them to something. I'm going to choose B. Even though I actually could have invited them to A, um, but in fact, I've been given this easier option. And if you think that's not a dynamic inside people's minds, I don't know what to tell you, mate. Yeah. That's how people think no, about I, evangelism. I agree. So hold on. So in addition to that, I'll also say <laughs> that what you, what you just said there about we're in a post, well, you didn't say usually post-Christian, but there's a rise in hostility towards Christianity. So we need to have more pre-evangelistic events in order to win people over. I've just got to say, um, well, well, we're being recorded. I won't say as hard as I want to say, except to say um, the gospel is still the power for salvation. We need to work very, very hard at our conversion engine events to make sure they are engaging, thoughtful, effective, have time for Q&A. They get to meet Christian people, engage with Christian people, have fun, have a good night, good food, good coffee. What on earth is wrong with that as a first step, open door to Christianity versus, hey, come and you know, X, Y, and Z, if you've only got, no, it's not if you've only got, I think the more things we add as invitations for non-Christians, so helpful, the more we dilute the actual, so helpful, that's why we limit the number of events we run, because we recognize that we're, we're putting our eggs in the life basket. Our goal with connection events is not to run lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. Our goal is to run a handful of good ones that bring people in, but we're going, to, we're going to run lots and lots and lots of life series. Okay, well. Now, can I, can I just say, I want to push back. Our connection events are not absent of the gospel. Our connection events, so men and me, he literally does, hey, this is the first, we have a guy come in, Liam cuts up a limb. I didn't know you do a men and men night, so this is yeah. coincidental to Liam, no, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. God bless you, I'm sure it's a and great night. It's, he's fantastic. And he comes in and he goes, hey, this was the first experience I had with death. I, I've been cutting up lambs my whole life. I came across a dead body. This made me consider Jesus and the offer of eternal life that he has, sure. right? So uh, yeah, just let me cut in. I, say, I heard you say that loud and yeah. clearly that your connection events actually have the gospel in them, which actually makes them non-particularly pre-evangelistic because if you're I, preaching the gospel, that makes them... We don't call them pre... I don't think pre-evangelism is a thing. I don't like it. I think this is a phase in evangelism where you're, yeah, you're bringing them in. I just think pre-evangelism... Like, what, what is that? That's not a biblical thing. That's a Well, it's a thing churches do to, in order to lure people in yeah. to hear the gospel. We'll just take a little moment amidst the debate <laughs> to acknowledge the um, mission consult. Why not, if you're thinking, oh, I'd really like to make progress in where our church is at, why not invite someone into your church to work, work alongside you and give you some guidance? Uh, this is what the mission consult is all about. Reach Australia is keen to get alongside you, partner with you. Check out the webpage for more information. 
Okay, so I'm hearing you, and this is we're going to agree to disagree. There's yeah, the yeah. calendar. You've got the church calendar. These things will hopefully funnel in, and yeah. so long as they don't distract. That's the main thing. That we yes. all will, will yes. do things that will connect with people totally. in a helpful way, and we want to make sure that they can contact and connect with Christians. That they can meet more Christians, and the more that happens, the better. Yeah, certainly. So long as we say the punchline, and the punchline is the evangelistic event, the course yep. at the end of it. Yeah. Um, ah. I did have an idea though. <laughs> there is a different way of thinking about Contact Connect and it's one that I've seen sure. work reasonably well, which is that Contact Connect events are all church community events. They're not gospel events, they're not evangelistic events at all, but your church run events for using mm. you know, membership or community. So you might decide on Australia Day to run a big barbecue down at the local Oval and you take a slippery dip and yep. waterside, whatever, blah, blah. Or it might be that you do State of Origin Night or it might be whatever. And there's no gospel whatsoever, which, because it's not aimed for non-Christians, it's aimed for Christians. Yeah. So you do a woman's night at church and you, it's all there for Christians. There is a Bible talk, but it's for Christians. But there's also X, Y, and Z. But there's just this freedom given to your church members to, hey, if you want to bring a non-Christian along, go for it. So our church recently, we've got a local um, uh, bouncy castle place um, and we booked it out for church. Nothing there. Just us from church. Yeah. You could invite whoever you wanted. So if you want to invite 10 non-Christian families, come. And what do they get to do? They get to meet Christian yeah. people. They get to extend their community. Um, who runs these events? Our mission team, we don't run that event. Community, Our community guys and girls, they run that. Um, and the reason it works with non-Christians is because it's casual. But yeah. they also get to meet Christians. But if no non-Christians come to our course at the end of it, yeah. it's no problem. That's we haven't, right. yeah. we haven't put any resource into it whatsoever. We pour all of our effort and energy into the conversion engine. Yes, your church has put effort into it, but you as the mission team haven't. Is that what I'm hearing? They've, someone's had to organize it. So what's the difference in your head? Like, I kind of like that idea, but what's the difference in your head between that and Carol's? Resources. That is, hey, let's go down to the park on a Saturday, yeah. BYO football versus, hey, we're going to spend 75 right. meetings and 6,000 man hours. Yeah. Uh, to organize sponsorship and blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 to run a carols event. Yeah. Huge difference, huge disparity. Sure. This is simply for Christians, and because it's for Christians, the bar is so much lower, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it might be you do a Nerf gun war for, for, for kids and their dads on a Saturday afternoon. It might be any number of these um, community events that you do for your church. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the facilities to have a, a slip, and, slip and slide and jumping castle in our church property. So yeah. we do that. And once a term, there might be a thing for, um, if you've got a kid aged between year three to year nine, yeah. come. And we've seen people come to that and then yeah. come to life and then become a Christian. However, when I say we've seen people, two people. Yeah. That is not worth pouring mission effort into that. Mm. However, it is a nice coincidental thing because I come and other mission team people come looking out for non-Christians. Yeah, I invite yeah. non-Christians. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I think that's a, that's like a good it. compromise space. I like it. Yeah. Now, let me propose, though, as we're sort of reaching a zenith of what we're talking <laughs> about, I have a proposal for what I believe is the most important contact and connect event, um, one which does not mean you don't do anything else, but one which I think needs to hold our heart, um, and that is church on a Sunday. Mm. So I think church on a Sunday um, uh, is generally speaking, the place where um, the highest proportion of non-Christians any given year will attend. 
And that could be people who've been coming to your church for 10 years, you know, that you're not Christians. It might be someone with a non-Christian husband who comes or the child. It might be a visitor. It might be whatever. But for most non-Christians in our community, um, there is still a, well, churches on Sundays. And, you know, if I'm ever going to go to church, I'll go on a Sunday, so on and so forth. Um, now, I'm not saying we go anywhere close to seeker services or anything like this. Mm. But I am saying... Um, mission, having missional thinking about how we welcome people, how we do pre-church, how we run church itself, post-church. We're not the dominant voice, but we're a voice that adds a bit of salt to what's going on. Um, I think that is the key funnel, that if we unlock that, that's the place where you can, if someone's been willing to come to church on a Sunday, on a non-event Sunday, so not Christmas, not Easter, nothing, just a regular Sunday, that's not a baptism, not nothing, how hot is that contact? Mm. I mean, they've mm. already been willing to do the weirdest of the weird, come hang out with us on a Sunday. Yeah. So getting their details, contacting them, um, triaging them to, to either mission or to community, to whatever. Yeah. Um, I reckon, and I reckon until we've nailed that as a church, I really don't want us focusing too much on, hey, yeah. let's do other stuff. I, what do you guys reckon? I agree. It's the low-hanging fruit because they're already... They've already shown some strong investment into wanting to know more about Jesus. Like, yeah, they're so much further down their thinking, or they're, they're so much more, they're in your sphere already. Mm. And so, of course, like if someone is in your sphere, if someone comes into Sunday, that's a level of commitment from them, generally, that that's what, of course, you want to harness that. They're so much further in. But it's not even that, it's just the number. Like the pure number of those people. Yeah. And even if you say you've got more people coming to events, uh, which would boggle my mind if true, but nonetheless, you're saying you'd have... Because you know what they say, actually, the rule of thumb is that every church across a year will have yeah. the amount of visitors that are your regular members. Yeah. So if your church is 600 people, you will have 600 visitors throughout the year. Now, if you've got contact events, or if your church is 100, you'll have 100 visitors. 30, you have 30 visitors. Now, I don't know what sort of numbers you're getting, unless you include carols and you get 70,000. But whatever the case... Um, those people, it's not just that they're, and low-hanging fruit, I hate that term. Sorry. Because they're dead, they're dead in their transgression and sin. It doesn't matter how close they are or not, they're dead. So it, it's, <laughs> it's not about, they're spiritually dead, you know. So, But whatever the case, they are, as you've said, they've shown, wow, they're willing to do this. So that's a really nice, easy step for us. Yep. Not easy, but a more simple step. So as much as it's important for us to go out, hey, we also do, we just do a really good job at looking in. Daily. You know, and, and that's every Sunday. Yeah, mm. totally. I agree. And I think um, I think when I think about mission, my heart is always for the field. My heart is always for the city. It's my heart is always for the people who we're not engaging with. And so that's one of the things that will always drive me to go, let's start with the people who are there. Like, let's start with the stuff we've already got and make that great if we can. But as you get capacity... If you get capacity, as you get ability, as long as you do it well and thoughtfully, you can increase your connection and contact. Um, and I think that does have, well, that has had for us, in, that has brought more people into our conversion engine. But I hear what you're saying, start with your Sunday, of course. And we did that. We did gospel, uh, we did a conversion engine, right? We did life, our life series, and we improved our Sundays and we worked on that for ages and ages and ages. Uh, by the grace of God, we get space capacity to build other things that we're now hoping will complement that. And imagine how good your music team would be if you didn't have carols. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It'd be incredible. Uh, just kidding. It sounds wonderful. <laughs> I agree. And just to hold that principle again as we yes. finish. 
which is to say, hey, uh, this is from caution uh, about protecting our conversion engine type stuff, mm. but not to discourage um, good, effective uh, contact and connect. These things are crucial, yeah, crucial yeah. in how we how we get people through. Mm. So keep thinking through yeah. that. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, and if yeah. it works, more power to you. Just keep doing it. Hey, that's it. And and the beauty of these kind of discussions is they let us keep thinking about, is this worth it? Are we doing the right? How are we actually going at reaching people with the gospel mm. and seeing them come to be saved? And so don't shut, like, let's not shy away from the discussion. Let's have it and have it well mm. and thoughtfully so that we do a better job oh. of I'll, helping I'll just tell you what I really think next time. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Should we... Do you I mean to apologise? No, no, no. Okay. I think this has been a very encouraging conversation. I just, I'm picturing uh, different people who might be listening, and mm. would, I was just thinking what my hope would be that this would lead to rich conversation in yeah. ministry teams, that people would start forming teams of people who, one or two people, it's just finding one or two people who you can have a conversation about mission with, listen to the podcast, engage, yeah. make a plan, write some things down on a piece of paper, and get your calendar open. And, That's yeah. it. But That's most it. of all, pray and yeah. Yeah, read the scriptures. Well, thanks for uh, listening in. And if you stuck with us for, for six episodes, we thank you so much. It's been well great. Done. To, yeah, well done. It's been great to chat through these things. Uh, and, um, you know, our great desire is that all of us can just not be content, but yep. rather have a good, godly discontent for the mm -hmm. lost. Yep. Uh, keep agitating uh, with our lay leaders, uh, pastors, totally. ministers, whatever. Um, and so our pitch, you know, thinking about this podcast as a whole, our pitch is two things, right? Mission hate. Mm. Um, conviction, competence, confidence, connection, work on creating mission heat in your church life. That takes time, work on it. Uh, and as you do that, build a pathway, build a funnel around connect, a contact, connect, um, conversion, and then getting into church life. And, and that takes time and it's messy and it's you know two steps forward, one step back, this worked, that didn't work. But probably if you're gonna start anywhere, start with a conversion, engine course or program yeah, spot on, spot on. Um, as we've said a few times the mission ebook is there check it out in the show notes or on the website uh, richaustralia.com.au uh, Rich Australia conference coming up I uh, would love to chat to you more there so yeah. looking forward to seeing you uh, and also uh, as as you've heard us say a few times um, to get personalized sort of coaching uh, and consultation a consult from Rich uh, about where your church is at and ways forward um, as part of the bigger church ecosystem that you live in. I uh, couldn't recommend that highly enough. Um, DJ Joe, thanks so much for yeah. hanging out and chatting. It's been good. Sounds okay. good. Thanks, good on guys. you guys. Well, we'll <laughs> see you later.